This is Jackson Peterson, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Humboldt, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Coonan in studio. We'll hear from Whitney Pittman and Sierra Doctor on the road today. USDA will update supply demand numbers today. In addition to that U.S. data, the trade will be closely monitoring South American supplies. Yield and production numbers won't be released until the January 12th report. Blizzard conditions are expected to develop across the Northern Plains Monday into Wednesday. World Weather Incorporated says how significant this system will be is still uncertain, but enough snow and wind will cause travel delays and livestock stress. World Weather says significant snow is expected late Monday into Wednesday with moisture totals varying from a tenth of an inch to an inch and a half in the uh, northwest and three quarters of an inch to an inch and a half in the southeast and possibly the central portions of the northern plains. North Dakota Agricultural Weather Network Director Daryl Richardson addressed the Prairie Grains Conference to give his predictions for the 2023 growing season. Richardson is anticipating a dry spring with more moisture as the summer progresses. Once the snow melts and we get out planting, if it is a little drier than average, you know, and it always depends on timing of the rain, of course. You can be drier than average, and if the timing of the two rains gets wrong, you just end up planting late. But I think that, you know, might just be, you know, we definitely, hey, crops are in the ground. We got them generally one on time for a change. And then we, um, where's the moisture coming? But I really think June, it will come. And it will end up being a pretty good growing season because of that. When considering water content in the soil, Richardson says snowfall really doesn't mean much for the following season. So the rains after planting will be what replenishes the soil. I mean, everyone thinks it goes into the soil, but uh, um, the data suggests otherwise. You know, the ground's frozen. So, you know, that's why we have such big flooding issues. Even our really, really wet winters, there's still only five inches. You know, that's not much more than we average in June. Even, you know, by summer standards, that's not a lot. It causes bad things because it all gets released as once and the flooding. But you have to remember, even our wettest winters, really the amount of liquid in that snow is not as much as I think some people think it is. North Dakota Senator Kevin Kramer would prefer Congress to pass budget bills rather than an omnibus spending bill or a continuing resolution. The CR is Kramer's least favorite. That's when you continue or extend the current spending at the current level. So last year's appropriations are continued at this into this year. The problem with that is is that it it doesn't carry any new policies. In other words, there are 192 new programs just in the department. Department of Defense itself, and a lot of those programs are research and development, their modernization of nuclear triad, uh, their new weapons systems, and they cannot be implemented with simply with a continuing resolution. So we really do need to do an, uh, a, a broader appropriations bill. Kramer is hopeful the next Congress will address budget bills. As per the Constitution, all spending begins in the House of Representatives, that the House will start a more disciplined and, and the traditional approach of, of passing 12 separate appropriations bills. In other words, what you, we want, as, for example, as an energy-producing state, as an agriculture-producing state, as somebody who cares about defense, we want each of those appropriations to be brought up within the context of their own agency's budget, not in the context of the whole. And that's the way it's been designed. That's the way regular order is supposed to work. New leadership will be in charge of the Minnesota House and Senate Agriculture Committees in the upcoming session. 
Agriculture Commissioner Tom Peterson is optimistic about the new chairs. Yeah, I know them uh, both pretty well. Uh, Samantha Vang will be the chair in the House, and she was the vice chair last year, and she really negotiated the, um, a lot of the ag package. You know, keep in mind the ag bill is one that uh, passed last year and the drought relief and she played a big part in getting that dollar out to cattle farmers and others so that was really helpful and then Senator Putnam's from St. Cloud and I think he's going to kind of learn his way he's very excited and doing an egg listening session this week or tours this week and uh, we'll see uh, but very it's great to have enthusiastic positive chairs. The nine states seeking federal approval to allow permanent year-round E-15 sales are getting an official review from the Office of Management and Budget. Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota are among the three, uh, three states seeking the change. OMB review normally takes two months to complete. Colonel North Dakota farmer Josh Gackel has been elected vice president of the American Soybean Association. That puts Gackel in line to be the ASA president in 2024. This is the Red River Farm Network. Friday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Congress only has a short time to deal with its long to-do list. That includes legislation to fund the government and an increase in the debt limits. James Callan Associate CEO Jim Callan feels the Senate should also prioritize confirmation of key trade officials. You know, one of the criticisms of the administration has been that they don't really have a strong trade agenda. They do, in my view, have two strong candidates for those trade positions, Doug McCaleb to be chief ag negotiator at USTR and Alexis Taylor to be U.S. undersecretary of, of trade at USDA. Um, those nominations are currently held up. They're going to have to be re-nominated next year, um, and that's going to further delay the process, probably have to go through hearings again. I do believe there's bipartisan support for both of them. Having both of them in there would be a, a plus for agriculture. And as the Republicans take the majority in the House, numerous oversight hearings are expected. I think it's going to be focused heavily on the spending. So for, for COVID relief, Inflation Reduction Act, how are those, how are those areas working? Um, they're going to take a hard look at it. In terms of ag, I don't see a lot necessarily. I think, though, that probably SNAP would be one area that they want to look at. They want to look at some of the spending that's been happening there, some of the changes that have been made by the administration to provide additional support. So probably they'll be looking at that area. Callan lobbies for ag groups, including the North Dakota Grain Growers Association. Minnesota's cattle industry coming together for their annual convention today. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman is at that meeting and has this preview. The Minnesota State Cattlemen's Association annual convention kicks off today in Wilmer, Minnesota. MSCA Legislative Chair Chris Wollum highlights some of today's speakers. We'll be talking to uh, veterinarian Christina Porter during our cow-calf meeting, and in the afternoon we'll be talking with Jackson Neal from Cattle Crush. That'll be something a little different this year and give you a lot more information on um, some of the topics that are happening in those two sides of the industry. During our lunch, we're getting our keynote address from Don Schiefelbein, which is, he is currently the president of the National Cattlemen's Association, also a, a Minnesota native here, past president of the State Cattlemen's Association, and he's always very fun to listen to. With a new legislative session around the corner and a new year ahead, Wollum says there's a lot to look forward to in 2023. So that's something I look forward to is our, our next legislative session coming up and um, the ability, ability to take the time to try to talk with our legislators to try to steer them in the direction that uh, can hopefully help our industry 
continue to to uh, survive and be successful. So that's one thing I look forward to every year. Otherwise, you know, we, we have to look forward to the fact that you know, we've had a large reduction of our herd in the cows being um, taken to slaughter. So as for the both the, the guys selling feeder calves and the guys uh, finishing cattle, there should be some really great opportunities for us ahead as long as our economy can handle it. Reporting from Wilmer, Minnesota, on the Red River Farm Network, I'm Whitney Pittman. North Dakota State University Extension and North Dakota Farmers Union partnered for the Design Your Succession Plan workshop yesterday. NDSU Burley County Extension agent Tyler Kralichek says the workshop helps farmers break down the steps in succession planning. Well, anytime that uh, you hand down some uh, property to make sure that a farm is going, there's going to be a lot of uh, components that are involved. Uh, through this class, people are going to be able to identify those different pieces that maybe they aren't thinking of, um, you know, talking to the right types of professionals, whether it be an insurance agent versus a lawyer. Um, and also, you know, maybe there's one or two family components that uh, initially they thought weren't going to be even part of the process, you know, through some good conversations, which is what we're going to teach you through this class is to reaching out and make sure things are thorough. Um, you might be able to gain a little bit better perspective of, you know, those steps from when you're planning it to when you actually do hand over the keys to the operation to the next person. Kralichek says farmers can start succession planning at any age. You know, the ages are definitely going to range uh, greatly, but in terms of the, the ownership of uh, the property, those people obviously are, you know, 50 plus. Um, and especially if you look at our average age, I mean, that's kind of where we're at. You know, the average farming age is over 60 years old. So um, we do have some people who are uh, professionals in the business, whether it be dealing with insurance, lending, those types of things. But uh, by and large, most of them are the actual producers with the boots on the ground who are either, uh, you know, in the ownership piece or uh, the secession side of things where they're slowly working into the operation that they're hoping to obtain someday. For the week ending December 5th, the average diesel fuel price was $4.96 per gallon. That's the first time the diesel price dropped below 5 bucks per gallon since October. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Well, farming has become increasingly efficient in utilizing natural resources over the past decade or so. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has more. The Joint North Dakota Water Convention and Irrigation Workshop was held yesterday. North Dakota Irrigation Association Chairman Lauren DeWitt says irrigation usage has increased across the state, especially with recent drought years. The demand has increased. There's several areas in the state where we're at a saturation point. You know, with our groundwater, we're at a point where the permits are hard to come by because they don't know exactly how much more water is available. So they're taking a go-slow approach. We don't, we don't want to be in a situation in North Dakota like they are in some of the southern states where they get water from the Ogallala, which has dropped several hundred feet and they're, they're mining it faster than it's being replaced and we want to stay away from that situation in North Dakota. DeWitt says irrigation technology has come a long ways since he started utilizing pivots. When I first started irrigating back in the 70s it was all high pressure and we shoot the water 30 feet in the air and thought that was great but you know we realized we we're getting a lot of water loss and then we've gone to low pressure systems that really help. It gets the water down at the crop where it's needed. Then we've gone to variable rate irrigation where you control the speed of the pivot depending on the type of ground that's running across. But that 
that creates a pie-shaped area in the field on, on a center pivot. And now we're looking at zones within the, that pivot to put certain amounts of water on certain zones in the field. I mean, there may be 10 to 50 zones in the field. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. USDA has extended the deadline for farmers to enroll in the dairy margin coverage and supplemental dairy margin coverage programs for 2023. Farm Service Agency Administrator Zach Ducheneau said the decision was made to give our producers time to get through year-end activities and to ensure that they're able to take advantage of this affordable margin coverage that we have to offer. That new enrollment deadline, January 31st. Some higher prices. We're working ahead of a crop report this morning coming out at 11 o'clock from USDA. As we speak, Minneapolis wheat, March, a half penny better at 9.10. The Chicago wheat for March, four cents higher. KC wheat for March, three and three quarter higher. March corn, a four cent gain, 6.46 and a half. The July contract, two and three quarter higher. January soybeans, three quarters of a cent higher at 14.87. March soybeans, one and three quarter cents higher. On the farm calendar, North Dakota Farmers Union has its 96th annual convention going on today and tomorrow. That's at the Bismarck Event Center. Uh, Sierra Doctor will be reporting from that event. The North Dakota Simmental Association annual meeting is uh, going on today, and North Dakota Red Angus Association annual meeting and banquet, uh, that's uh, going on today and tonight as well. Have yourself a great day, a great weekend. This is the Red River Farm Network.